I use the excuse, I don't have the time. And when I realized that that was something that I was using, but then I always got to watch my favorite shows, right? And then I'd have this anxious nature about it, or I wasn't completing projects that I wanted to complete. And I've always felt immensely. I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Hey there, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host, and today we are continuing our interview series from our Unconventional Leaders Facebook group. Side note, I need you to go over to Facebook, put in Unconventional Leaders, and find us over there. We have an amazing community who is supporting one another in our ventures to make a difference in this world. We have podcast hosts, we have writers, we have small business owners, we have leaders from nonprofits, we have all kinds of stuff over there, but the common theme is that we all want to make an impact in this world and we're stepping up using our voice to do it. And one person who is doing an exceptional job at this is my friend Katie Harrell, host of the BS Detox podcast. I love that name. It's the best name ever. And we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs. What limiting belief do you have right now? I got a lot. I shoot. How long is this podcast going to be? I could sit here and name a million. Number one right now, I'm going through a little health thing. I get in these health spurts, y'all. I'm, I'm pretty healthy for the most part, but yeah. Oh, carbs. Jesus, thank you. Carbs and sugar. Anyways, But I am on day five of clean eating. And I mean clean, I mean clean. But you you want to talk about some limiting beliefs around that. Like what can you do? What can't you do? I'm just not cut out for this. It's way more mindset than anything else. And it's so interesting when you get into building a business or improving your health or your relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It always comes back down to that limiting belief you have in your mind. And Katie talks to us today about a limiting mindset that she had with her podcast and her time and what she had time for or didn't have time for. She also talks to us about her own health journey and how she completely completely changed her life. She has a crazy story. And we also talk about anxiety and its role in all of this. This is such a good episode, but I really, really hope that you connect with Katie. She's putting out good work. Check out her podcast link in the show notes. And she's also hosting a retreat this fall for young girls and their mentors all around this subject. So if that's something you want to plug into, please reach out to her. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Katie Harrell. Yes, it's 30 days of podcasting every day. Yes. Why would you do that? Well, you know, it kind of started, we did this video challenge in your group, actually, the Unconventional Leader Group. And what that taught me was that my relationship with time was really bad. And I had this story that I was telling myself around how I don't have the time to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. And 
I had that same story with my own podcast. I've been podcasting for about a year and I took about a five month weird break where I wasn't doing it often. I had taken a new role. I was under a lot of stress and pressures. And what I learned in that situation was that I was really bad at not only managing time, but then showing up under immense stress. And that was a real moment of uh, awakening. So what I decided to do with this 30 days was commit to showing up every day to my podcast and put time there regardless of what I'm going through. So to face it even in stressful days to show up in that as well. Well, I really want to acknowledge you for doing that. That is no easy task, especially going from, you know, about once a week, you're once a week, right? Yes. Yeah. Once a week to every single day. And when you're struggling once a week, finding the time and then realizing this was a limiting belief that you had and saying, you know what, to prove this, I'm going to do it every freaking day. That takes some freaking courage. girl. (laughs) Props to you for that, first of all. But I'd love to kind of dig into what you just said, because there's this weird balance. And I want to know your perspective on it of giving yourself a little bit of grace because life is crazy. And then also to pushing yourself and recognizing when something is a limiting belief because you were in a very, you know, stressful role. You had a lot of responsibility on you. It wasn't just like a clock in clock out type thing. You were, you know, it was a full time thing mentally and emotionally and everything. And I can understand, empathize, and I know a lot of people can, you know, coming home and when you have two hours, maybe, maybe to your name, (laughs) wanting to lay down or read a book or be with your husband or whatever it may be, how do you recognize the difference between a limiting belief and knowing that you can do more and then also giving yourself grace? Yes, that is a fine line to walk. And I think that it's something that you learn more about every day. But I will say this, that when I'm anxious in rest, that is when I know that I need to do something about that nature. When I can actually relax and enjoy the moment of reading a book or just sitting with my husband and I'm not full of anxiety, that is my body's response of, hey, you can relax. This is your time to relax. When I feel this this anxious nature that's That's what I've identified as it's time to move. It's time to take action. And you feel this way because you're not taking the action that your body's like begging you to. So that's kind of how I use that. Wow. So how are you now finding the time to podcast every single day? (laughs) Um, I've just created the time. It sounds Mm. crazy. You know, I I heard this really, really cool podcast um, about a woman who studied time forever and forever. She studied for her entire adult career. And she was talking about having 168 hours in a week. And we all have the same amount of hours. And it was this total shift of realizing that we really have an abundance of time. It's our relationship to time that holds us back. And so when I looked at it, I was like, okay, you can wake up two hours earlier, go to bed an hour earlier, wake up two hours earlier, get things done before you head into the office and before you head out on your day. So it was really just about changing some of my patterns and habits to fit the goals that I have. Um, And so you kind of, you just create your own time. What do you mean relationship with time? I use the excuse, I don't have the time, all of the time. Mm. (laughs) Um, 
And when I realized that that was something that I was using, but then I always got to watch my favorite shows, right? And then I'd have this anxious nature about it, or I wasn't completing projects that I wanted to complete. And I think that it was, I'm tired. I don't have time. I don't. And, and I was creating this narrative and this story that was a limiting belief and it was holding me back. So that relationship was this false story that I bought into. And mm-hmm. so when I decided to make that switch and commit to doing this 30 days of podcast and commit to, to creating these things that have been placed on my heart for so long, that's when I really realized, wow, what we tell ourselves, we all know that it matters, but I think that we forget sometimes mm-hmm. that we're even living our own story and that mm-hmm. we have to sometimes break into our own mind and say, okay, what story is actually serving you right now and what story mm-hmm. is holding you back and really look into that because I think that we want to think we do that, but then when we actually look at our life and see what's reflecting from it, we can take notice and say, hmm, I really didn't. I didn't assess that. I'm not looking at my story. So, man, normally I hear people say that you have to kind of get to a point of where your discomfort outweighs your comfort in order for change to happen. I heard a lot of people say that because for it to just kind of hit you and it's like, well, I'm just going to change. I'm going to do this. Was there like something that happened or a moment? Like where was like the intersection between going down this path and you being disrupted to deciding to make this change. What was right there at that intersection? Anxiety. Mm. I, you know a little bit about my, my background, but for me, anxiety has been this big pillar of change for me. Um, most people want anxiety gets a really bad name and it, and it is very difficult um, to understand because everybody experiences things differently. But when I feel really anxious, I know that I'm not in alignment with my mission because I have just learned over the years of struggling with this from a young age and going through the journey that I've gone through. When I recognize that in my body, your body manifests different things. I really believe that manifest different emotions to try to get you to take action. And so when I feel super anxious or feel that overwhelming, um, dysfunction within my body, that's when I move. So that's Mm. kind of what's at that intersection for me is, "Mm, girl, you are anxious. You need to, you need to take some action. One thing I want to really acknowledge here for everyone listening is the name of your podcast is the BS detox. And you have been talking for a year and you're really passionate about limiting beliefs and all of that. And yet you walk through and struggle and deal with limiting beliefs yourself. And I want to highlight that because so many people say, well, I can't start talking about this or I can't do this or that because I still struggle with it and all of that. And I think those who can recognize that within themselves and talk about it are the best candidates to spread that message because they're self-aware enough uh, to know that it's something everyone deals with. And they're also brave and courageous enough to, to be vulnerable in front of their audience. And that's what you're doing essentially is you're saying, I'm passionate about self-limiting beliefs and guess what guys, I have them too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Where did yes. this subject come from for you? Where, where did you first start getting excited and saying, hey, I want to dedicate my life to these beliefs that hold us back? Where did that come from? 
I think where all of our adult ambitions come from our childhood. Oh yeah. Come on girl. <laughs> you know, so just growing up, I struggled immensely with obsessive compulsive disorder and depression and anxiety. And I was 220 pounds at my heaviest. And I was just crippled by the, these, false beliefs and I struggled so deeply in my core about movement and, and just every aspect of my life seemed and felt really dark in moments, especially in those younger years. And I think as I walk into my adult life, having lost all the weight and, and really got mindful and all of these, taking all of these steps and actions, it has been placed so heavily on my heart to help the little girl that I was when I was 14 and 15 years old, it's become a mission to say, how can I impact that person so that they don't feel as alone as I felt so yeah. that they know it's okay to feel that way. And actually that's going to probably play into being your biggest strength in your adult life. So to embrace it and to see it for what it is, that it is just a season and a moment in your life and that it's not forever, that young generation and my younger self is what drives me. Amen. Amen. Now, what you may not know, those of you listening, is that she went on to not only overcome all of the OCD tendencies, but also became a fitness competitor at one point <laughs> and got like in crazy good shape. What was it, again, at that intersection of change for you when you're struggling so much mentally and just what happened? What, <laughs> what yeah. did you do? <laughs> yeah. So, um, our family was, we did not, I did not come from a lot of money. And um, so we were kind of poor. And my mom actually, we watched The Biggest Loser, this show that used to play back in the day where it was like these trainers and you lost a lot of weight. I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. And my mom said out loud, and our whole entire family has struggled with weight. And she was like, why don't we do this within our family? And so um, I, with my competitive nature, was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And so within the first couple of weeks, there was like 15 pounds lost. And then, of course, the family stopped, but I had realized something. I had realized that, wow, like this feels really good. Mm. I feel really good right now. I feel like on top of the world. And so everybody else in the family stopped, but I decided to go running at night um, after dinner. Didn't understand when the best time to exercise was, but just at nighttime, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to run for 10 minutes. I'm going to run to the stop sign. And what I started to realize through that journey was for that 10, 15, 20 minutes, I was walking and running, right? I was focused on getting to a stop sign, not on my anxiety. I was focused on getting around the block and I wasn't focused on if my desk was organized properly. So it was this weird experience of understanding that wow, I was outside of my head for the first time in my life and it was through movement. And so that was kind of the moment. I can't say it was a singular aha. It was just a, an accumulation of, wow, you actually have power inside of you and you don't have to completely gridlock your mind every day. You don't have to count your steps every time you walk upstairs, Katie. Just don't do it this one time, right? So when you start to feel that power and that confidence in your body through movement, you start to realize, wow, I can control that thought. I can change that thought. Whereas before I didn't think that I could. I just thought I was crazy, you know? Mm. You know, I used to run with a, with a girl who she came from a line of, um, 
people who struggled with alcoholism, highly addictive family line. And she had been diagnosed with OCD and really struggled with just, you know, repetitive behaviors and addiction and all of that. And then she became a runner and Mm -hmm. she, that was the way she coped with it. I mean, she was, I mean, ran all the time. (laughs) And I always thought that was so interesting of how you kind of uh, funnel some of the things that could control you into something else. You're just pushing that energy into something else, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Like, and this is totally random question, but some of these tendencies come from, what do you think is at the root of them? I think food and movement is at the root of a lot of these uh, or a childhood trauma that people may not remember. Um, I think there's a lot that can go into the root cause of these disorders. And I am not by any means a doctor just from my own understanding um, and my personal journey. For me, it was absolutely food and lack of movement. We ate Doritos and pizza rolls and my parents didn't cook big healthy meals because that was the age and generation of here. We can actually put it in an oven. We don't have to, you know, cook for eight hours. So that's what we did. And my body was so deficient in basic vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And what happens is your bodies, our bodies create cortisol and cortisol is our stress hormone. And what we fail to realize is that stress hormone, actually cortisol depletes your body of your vitamin and mineral storages. And so whether it's physical activity or just stresses in your household in general, all stress produces cortisol. And so when you're in a constant state of depleting the natural mineral storages that your body has anyways, and then you're putting junk food and soda and all this stuff on top of it, you're not feeding and fueling your body in any capacity at that point. Yeah. So you're deficient and your body's going to manifest things. At least that was in my experience. It started manifesting the obsessive compulsive nature and all the anxiety. I, I really believe it came from food. And I can see the cor- a direct correlation into adulthood if I go off for a couple weeks where I'm not eating healthy and I know I'm not getting all my greens, my body does give me yeah. signs. So, you know, you're passionate about this topic now and this limiting belief mindset and everything because you've walked through it and you've overcome it. And you said earlier that I want to be what I needed back then. Mm-hmm. What did you need back then? Yeah, I needed a mentor. I needed somebody who could see me and could understand what I was feeling and not shame me for it and not make me feel crazy for it. Yeah. Um, that's needed when I was younger. And I'm I'm making an assumption. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm I'm wondering with that being your story and with that being your heart and not having an outlet for it with either your podcast or whatever it may be, it probably bottled up in you. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid to talk about those things because mental health and, and that is talked about now. But Heather, when you and I were little, it wasn't something that was everyday speech. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something your parents sat down and said, Hey, 
how are you feeling today? I see you've been doing this thing. What's going on? I see you walk down that hall 25 times. You know, let's talk about that. Those weren't topics that were approached in families, at least not in mine. In some progressive families, awesome, but we're in a little Southern family. It just wasn't talked about. You just ignore your problems. And so I think that because there wasn't as much awareness um, then, that that struggle was just completely internalized and I felt so bound by it. I couldn't, I didn't want to talk to my parents about it when I was young because I thought they would think I was crazy because who does that, you know, but I didn't realize that that was actually very common. And there were a lot of things that attributed to that. I just thought I was nuts. (laughs) And that's a sad, that makes me very sad as an adult, but I know there are probably children and families that don't talk about mental health still Mm -hmm. and they could be feeling that way. So I want to reach that little girl or little boy and say, Hey, like you're okay. You know, I hope that they stumble upon it one day. Yeah. Yeah. And with your show now, you address these kind of topics. I know every single day, what's it like trying to find content, just kind of switching to the executor leader side of things, just the practical stuff. That's a really big topic. Is it something that you, you know, over these 30 days are talking about? What what kind of content do you have going on? Yeah. I kind of speak from what my, what's on my heart that day. What, what, what's hard is sometimes what's on my heart that day doesn't necessarily fit the mission, but I feel that in the same sense it does, um, that you just have to speak what comes to you because there's a purpose for that. And um, I have to say, sometimes I feel like I'm totally failing. And I think that that's also just a part of this is I'm like, wow, I don't think I executed that well, or I didn't bring that topic home the way I wanted to. But one thing that you say all the time that I love and appreciate is just showing up and doing it anyways, you know, and just making that a part of your, your day. Um, So but but I really, right now, I'm just talking about anything that happens in the day. I am very much so businesswoman by day and then podcaster at night. So I think that um, it's really, it's a weird balance um, if that balance truly exists, but it's a weird relationship there and figuring out how to bring home a message yeah. um, after a long day has, has posed some difficulty. <laughs> Well, Katie, you do so well at it. And I'm, I'm not just saying that you have a gift and you, I'm always amazed the insights that you have. It's very profound and intentional. And I'm just amazed by you and what, what you've created. Where can people connect with you and your podcast? Yes, you can go to the BS Detox and iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, I'm Katie Harrell um, on Instagram and Katie Harrell on Facebook. Yep. All that will be linked up in the show notes. Check her out and leave her the girl a review. Leave her a review. Definitely. Uh, Katie, last question. Let's say you were to, I usually say go back in time to, you know, you as the child struggling with all this, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. Let's say you were to go back to yourself six months ago. Yeah. And you're sitting Mm -hmm. with, you know, like stressed, overwhelmed, feeling this anxiety from your job, not feeling this outlet to give your message. Just six months ago, what would you have told yourself? I would have told myself to breathe, baby. (laughs) Breathe. And to know that this is so temporary and this is not going to define your entire future either. Yeah. Yeah. 
It would have been very simple like that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.